Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thanks for tuning in to Boner Planet Podcast. Watch the full video exclusively on Carbon TV. This show is brought to you by Tinks, Scent Crusher, Camp Chef, and Cat Work Truck, Victory Archery and Thorn Broadheads, Cobra Archery and Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Camps, HHA and HHA USA. Additional support by Under Armour and Deer Cam Coffee. Hey guys, and welcome to the bowhunterplant.com podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, tonight, along with Tim Mazzarana and our great friend Brooks Hansen from Camp Chef, which is always exciting because, I mean, the one thing we do a lot around here is eating, and cooking is always part of that. And uh, Camp Chef has, has been a great partner of ours over the past few years here. And it's been really I guess it's been really overwhelming for me as far as learning to cook properly, having the right stuff. So it's been nice, like smoking meats and learning how to smoke things and then uh, cooking with some of the stuff you guys have um, specifically talking about the pro 90 X is the one I've been using. And um, I just, I love And Tim and I are big campers. So like the thing about this, this concept is that, we were so happy to work with camp chef because we knew that like, yes, hunting's great. And you know, everybody wants to, you know, get into the hunting market, but Tim and I are always thinking like, Oh man, this could be a really cool partnership for camping <laughs> outdoors in general. Um, so, but having those ability with that pro 90 to swap out the different things I need, whether it's the pizza oven flat, uh, a flat grill, um, the grill box, like that is just a cool concept. And, and, and it's been very helpful for learning. I don't know, Tim, if you want to throw some words in here, I know that you have plenty to say about cooking. Oh, I, I, and I sure do. And, um, you know, I'm going to go back to one of the comments that you said that, it, that, you know, you're learning, right. And, and what's awesome about our partnership with Camp Chef and, and not, not really the partnership, but the equipment that they sell, right. Is that it is easy to use. I mean, it is really user-friendly. There's very good interfaces. Um, the camping thing, you're not lying. I was actually just out this last weekend. Uh, we did, we, every year we do a mother's day um camping so i always take my wife out for mother's day we go camping 
this year it turned into a whole spectacle because we had 15 people show up. So my in-laws, my buddy that he always goes with us, his in-laws, we had 15 total people that I was cooking for. And uh, I brought my pursuit with me and it was the most amazing experience. Like I, we, we were able to do a whole bunch of stuff on it, but uh, main course was uh, uh, six pounds of smoked salmon. So really, oh, wow. really good stuff. So we, I fit all, all six pounds on there um, on the two racks. I had it on uh, both racks on it. But Camp Chef in general, um, really impressed with you guys and the equipment that you put out. And I'll tell you, one thing that I remember from always talking about you, and I'll give you a chance to speak in a second here, sorry. <laughs> but one thing, one thing that I always, I, I, I never forget is that you guys have so much. You know, you, you're not just this one product you're not just smokers. You're not just flat tops like some of the other companies are. You have a full range of pretty much everything. Um, if you want to cook outdoors, you have something to solve for it. So that, I mean, it's amazing. So, you know, what, why don't you, can you go through kind of like the, the top sellers right now? Like what, what's going on in the industry? What are people buying right now? Well, everybody wants to cook and everybody wants to eat. So they're buying everything. How's that sound? That's great. Um, That's first great. Of all, first of all, guys, thanks for letting me come on. Um, this is exciting. I'm excited to, to talk uh, cooking and camping and hunting and every other thing that you do outdoors that uh, is fun and that ends in a good meal. We like to talk about. And second, I could probably just shut up and just listen to you guys talk about our products and the, the cool experiences that you've had around them and with them, because that to me is a testimony of where Camp Chef is and what Camp Chef stands for. And, you know, our, if you go back to early ancestors, even to caveman times, I mean, what, what do we know about them? They're sitting around a fire having a meal together. And, you know, that's really the persona or the, the order that Camp Chef is, is we're going to get together, we're going to have a good time and we're going to have togetherness and we're going to enjoy fire and flame and food and, and all the good stuff. So, so anyway, thanks. And uh, we're, we're excited to be on here. Um, so as far as products, yes, you are right. We have an array of products. Um, you'll often hear us talk about from the back country, which could be on top of a peak backpacking or horsebacking into a wall tent, or maybe it's an RV into the back country somewhere, all the way to your back patio. And everywhere in between, we probably have a product that you can use to cook outdoors with. So from the, the fishing boats, to the RV camps, to the remote hunt camps, to your back patio, um, we're gonna have you covered. So pellet grills are, are obviously a growing um, scene around Camp Chef. We've done them for almost 10 years. Um, and uh, we've been really innovative with the way that we've designed and built and gone to market with our pellet grills. We feel like we've got a top of the line, top tier product. It's got some features and benefits that the competitors um, have a hard time keeping up with when I talk about our ash clean out and I talk about our sliding grill and then you throw a sidekick and the modularity all of a sudden fits across the whole gamut of products that Camp Chef uh, manufactures. So yeah, pellet grills is a, is a huge, a huge part of what we do. Um, you talked about the Pro 90 stove. Pro 90 and Pro 60 um, are are really our Pro 14 and Pro 16 is what, what we're, we're calling them now. Because um, one's a 14 inch cooking system and one's a 16 inch cooking system. Um, those, uh, those are some key products. And that's what Camp Chef was founded on over 30 years ago is there had to be a better way to cook outdoors. And uh, 
when you mentioned cooking for 15 people, there just wasn't a good option to be remote and cook for more than two or three people. And so the founder of Camp Chef, that's, that's what he, he went to, you know, tinkering with different options because he was stuck trying to feed a bunch of people and he just couldn't do it efficiently. So that's where the, uh, what now is the Pro 14 was, uh, was made. I mean, that's where it was born, was on that, uh, that idea. So uh, yeah, and the modularity with it. Um, Dave, you talked about the pizza oven, a flat top grill, a, a grill box. Maybe it's a pot of, you know, you're doing a pot of corn or maybe it's a fry basket and you're frying up some fish. It doesn't matter. There's, there's so many options that you can do with just that one stove. It's incredible. Oh, honestly, <clears throat> I was going to say that when like, so for us, for example, of, of specifically camping and, and we'll, we'll talk about hunting camp too, because we did use these at hunting camp, but specifically at camping, like so we, we were cooking, um, Arachera, which is a, like a steak. And we we're cooking that on the, what you would call the pro 16 now. And two of the burners had the flat top. We're cooking that steak with the flat top cooking it. And then to the left, we still had one burner that we could boil corn on, which was, I thought my wife just loves this. So like, we can like, we have enough room to cook whatever we want. So now I like, you know, the pro 16 goes with me every time we go camping on camping trips. And to be honest, the way it folds down is so compact and it makes it very easy for the user. I feel to take it with them, set it up. Another caveat that came about this season that I just learned about and start researching, um, that my camper has a propane line. So literally I just bought the line and now I can like put it right into the 16 directly. And I can actually forget the propane tank extra because I have two on my camper already. So now I'm like super stoked. Cause it's going to be a lot easier yeah. overall. And we make that RV hose, so it's a quick adapt, and it has the regulator to go right into our stove. So, oh man, super that's cool. awesome! Super cool. Um, another line that's really grown is fire, our fire pits. Um, you know, uh, a propane fire pit has become more and more popular, um, just because, especially here in the West, where we've gotten drier and drier. I mean, most of the West is experiencing some pretty uh, rough, um, dry conditions. We're in, in a drought where uh, there's a lot of fires. I mean, we're seeing forest fires every year for like the last four or five years. Pretty hefty duty ones where there's fire bans and people know that when they go camping, they immediately want to go hang out by the fire, right? So our propane fire pits are controlled by propane and an on-off knob. So not all, but pretty much, um, or most, I should say, fire restrictions, you can still burn a propane fire pit, just like you can still run your camp stove. Um, depending on the conditions, I would advise you to uh, check your local listings before you go out and, and, uh, and do that. But for the most part, they are going to be approved. And they're awesome because you, you avoid the, the smell of smoke if you're not into smoke from a fire. There's a lot of people that love the ambiance of a fire, but they, they don't like the byproduct of smoke and flame and ash. Um, you eliminate all that with our fire pits and they're, they're just, they're easy to control and turn on and turn off and keep them on your back patio and shut it off and go to bed and not have to take a quick shower from the smoke smell. So I, I do enjoy a really good fire and there's nothing like it, but uh, sometimes the fire pits are awesome too. To I'm, I'm going to say too that, um, and I have one of your propane fire pits. I'm, I'm going to say that it's arguably cheaper. And I don't even know if that's arguable. I, I mean, it's very arguably cheaper. I mean, you think about even here in Michigan, you're going to a campground, even our state, I mean, they have restrictions of 
where you can get wood from because of different beetles. So they don't want, you know, outside wood, you know, coming into the state campgrounds. They want you to buy it from a certified, you know, wood provider. And now you're talking about $5 a bundle that might last you a half hour on a good fire, you know? So, I mean, you talk about wanting to stay warm. I mean, I was camping this past weekend, it was 50 degrees outside. I mean, I could burn through $100 in wood in, in you know, in a weekend. So to have something for that option, um, I think it could definitely save you some money too on top of being safe. Yeah, and we just did a full redesign and relaunched uh, our new fire pits. We have a new one called the Ponderosa. It's a 24 inch pole, 64,000 BTU burner, lava rock. It's, it's nice, it's bigger. It's something you're gonna probably put on your patio. Um, our Redwood got redesigned. That one's been in the lineup for a while, but it's, it's a new, new design, new look, new fill, better knobs. It's got a lid, um, still 64,000 BTU burner. And then our Juniper is our, our small one. So yeah, they're really cool fire pits. Now here, so do you, can you cook over those? Absolutely. I mean, it's flame, so you're, you can still cook over it. So if you want to put a tripod and put a pot over it, you can still, you're still going to get heat. I mean, that's flame. You're going to get heat, so you can still cook on it. Absolutely. Um, and the lava rocks probably, would be easily replaceable, I would assume. Like if I want to put like a yeah. grate over, right, maybe do some steaks. So you, know, you got some grease dripping on it, that kind of thing. I mean, is that going to, is that going to do anything to it? No, I mean, the, the byproduct, it's going to burn up the, on the lava rocks, but you can replace the lava rock if the lava rock, if it gets pretty out of shape and hammered, which it can. I mean, I've got, when I had young kids and we did s'mores on ours all the time, I can't tell you how many marshmallows I'd pull out of the lava rocks. So I should say fried black crisp marshmallow uh, renderings. Yeah, that's actually what got me thinking about it is about a uh, month and a half ago, I had my niece and nephew over and, uh, you know, it's kind of a chilly night outside. And I'm like, you might guys want to do s'mores and like, you know, their eyes light up. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get this all s'more stuff, you know, s'more stuff going and uh, they're doing the s'mores over there. And, and my nephew, you know, does the s'more and then all of, all of a sudden you can see it just kind of droop off and like fall in. And I'm like, you know, that's actually, and that got me thinking about cooking on it. Right. Cause it didn't do anything to it. It, it actually smelled good until the, till the, till it burnt all the way. Um, but that got me thinking, I'm like, that would actually be a really good tool to just cook over in your backyard if you wanted to do just kind of regular old, you know, bonfire barbecue. You know, I, I, I love doing that type of stuff. You can. You'd have to get our tripod and get it up off the ground a little bit. Yeah. And, then, uh, and, and hang it that way. But it, it is doable. Yes. Awesome. I'd say, I'd say our pie irons and uh, marshmallow roasting sticks are probably the most uh, popular accessory with that. Where you you know you can make like a panini style sandwich in the pie iron, um, and then obviously hot dogs and marshmallows with the roasting sticks. So, yeah. So those are three. Those are three of our top tier products right now that are that are uh, doing well, and and we want to see more growth with as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I um, um, I was thinking ahead. about yeah, I was just thinking about Hunt Camp. You know how we could use this over and over the the flat top. We've cooked so many things on it. And I wanted to say to the the hunters out there specifically, like this these systems uh, that Camp Chef has. Um, when you look on the website, what I'm looking at it right now, I mean, there's so many um, low cost options if you don't want to spend a ton of money. But there's also uh, really cool options if you do want to spend a little bit more money. So it's kind of up to you. But what I wanted to point out is they have packages on here, and that's really include really cool because it has pretty much everything you need to get going, um, and that'll help you. So the bundles, in my opinion, are the way to go. Um, and that way you can, you can just kind of 
hit, hit, you know, hit the mark, get going right off the bat. Uh, there's no question of what you're going to do now. This also goes for fun things. Um, cause you know, we talk about camping here, we talk about hunting, but when we talk about just fun things in general, one of the best things that happened to me last year, uh, throughout the summer was me learning to create camp chef pizzas okay so like me and my family had a blast like coming up with different creations for these pizzas and now this pizza system just went right on to my system now the pro 16 it went literally just sits right on top of it so it wasn't even like i had to do much besides just pick it up and move it out of the way um but it was just a lot of fun we even had a party um i forgot what the part was for but it was basically make your own pizza party so people would come and we had all these uh things out all these different spread they could make their pizzas and we would just put them in the oven and pull them out and people loved it. It was like literally so fun. <laughs> so fun. A lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of work. Yes, but it's still and worth awesome. it. So fun. So worth it. Yeah. I love, I love the pizza, um, the pizza oven accessory and the, the, the idea or the opportunity to do the, like the pizza parties. I've, I've done several of those from our standalone pizza oven to the pizza ovens that fit on the sidekick to just the pro 16. Yeah, there's just the opportunities are endless there. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I haven't had the chance like to break into like, so my focus last year with Camp Chef was really just learning to smoke, learning how to use the, the Pro 16, learning how to use that system. Um, loved every minute of it. In fact, I have them both right outside of my house right now. It's like, boom, you know, you go outside, you pull off the cover, you can get going, right? It's like so simple. But um, the sidekick is pretty cool, too. And I was going to mention that real quick. It's just if you don't know this, the smoker is electric, right? So, like, you don't even need gas to run it. It's actually really cool because, like, you just plug it in. But then if you want the sidekick, there's, like, a, a attachment on the back that can hold the propane tank specifically for the sidekick. So the sidekick would be propane while your actual smoker is electric. So, and there's an app for my phone. So, like, you can literally control everything with your phone from your house while you're chilling, you know, but the cool part is you could sear something on, on the right on this flat top or wherever you want on the sidekick. It can take any of the attachments that are 14, I believe. And then you can literally throw it on the smoker or vice versa. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. The versatility and the modularity between our stoves that implement straight to the backyard stuff is, is pretty innovative and, and pretty cool. Yeah, because you're, you're not getting like a, okay, so the sidekick isn't huge. Is it 16 inches or is it 14? It's 14. 14 so four, deep. Yeah, it's essentially 14 by 14. So basically you have like an area to cook, right? Now, if you're a sing, if you're a single person, maybe two or three people at home, you probably could get away with grilling just on that. So my point being that you almost could get away with just getting a smoker with that sidekick and probably be everything you need in your backyard. <laughs> Cause like literally, I mean, it's, it gives you a decent amount of room in my opinion to do some work, especially for a hamburger or a steak, piece of chicken, whatever. But what I find myself doing, which is super easy and, and, I just throw a lot of chicken legs, chicken wings on that smoker. And uh, they're just amazing. I literally just take raw chicken wings. I spice them up with some sort of spice, put them in there and let that smoke go. It's just so easy. Just easy. You bet. I was actually having a conversation last week about chicken wings with a buddy. Look of at mine. this. Look at this. <laughs> this just got delivered to my desk. Are you serious? <laughs> now you're making a us job jealous. Here. See, that's, that's why you work at Camp Chef is because sometimes... Awesome. <laughs> When you're in the middle of a podcast, they just bring ribs to your desk. And That's how it should be. I need they're some probably, smell-o vision. They're I'm, probably I'm out gonna, there filming TikToks I'll, right now. I'll, I'll smell it for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
they were doing some sort of a photo shoot, grabbing something for a recipe or something. So I love all I know is all I know is I said, hey, when those ribs get off, bring some up to me and look at that. I always think about your guys' TikToks. I should probably taste that. I know that where's that food got to go? It's got to go somewhere. (laughs) It goes to my belly. (laughs) How is it? How is it? It's fantastic. It's called the it's called the Camp Chef Twenty Five. As soon as you work here. 25 is like no like problem. the freshman the, 15 mm-hmm. it's like the first month first first month 25 pounds i love it <laughs> i love it well i'll tell you man your your equipment does kind of ruin it for a lot of things and I'll, I'll give you an example and i mean this in a good way by the way i was talking to a buddy dave reminded me he was talking about his chicken wings he was talking to a buddy the other day and he wanted to go out for chicken wings after work one day and he's coming up with all these places, you know, there's the traditional Buffalo Wild Wings, there's a couple other local wing companies and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I go online, I'm looking at their menu and I'm like looking at these prices going, you've got to be kidding me. It's like a $1.50 a wing, you know, to go out to get wings at like a restaurant or something. And one place that they was looking like looking at, it was $15 for six wings, right? And I'm going, no way. So I, I, I ended up, I ended up going out, I I appeased them. We ended up going out. I had some wings and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, I can't believe I'm spending this kind of money on wings when I could literally make this better and probably about five times cheaper on home on my camp. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and it's, and it's easy, right? I mean, the way that you guys have your interface is, and I'm talking more the pellet smokers, right? Um, The way you guys have your interface on your pellet smokers I mean, you, you click literally to get my pellet smoker started. I think I press one, two, turn the knob, three buttons, right? So two, two clicks, turn a knob, hit a button, and, and it starts up. Six minutes later, it's rolling smoke. I can select my smoke level, which is, I think, one of the best parts I love about Camp Chef is the fact that you can actually select your smoke level, right? If I don't want a lot of smoke, put the setting down. If I want a lot of smoke, put it up to level 10 and I'm, and I'm rolling the smoke. So it's just, it, it's just such a beautiful piece of equipment and something you said earlier really kind of uh, hit me. It's like, you know, what, what have we been doing since cavemen, right? You know, eating and grilling and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's kind of similar with the hunting industry, right? How long have we had bows and arrows for? I mean, the first weapon was probably a rock, then a spear and then a throwing spear, <laughs> you know, a, a bow and arrow. <clears throat> So it, it's just such a, such a great meld for, you know, any outdoorsman to really, you know, get in touch with their primal side. So lo- love the stuff. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, though, is that I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about um, your favorite recipes. So I have Ooh. mine. So my, one of my favorite things to do, and I'll go through mine real quick. So told you about the salmon that I just did this weekend. I love it. Salt, pepper minced garlic over the top is kind of like a dry rub and then i glaze it in maple syrup and let it roll out 225 for about an hour absolutely amazing stuff but you got the salmon that i that i do and i love to do ribs ribs are a must and then the chicken wings those three things are like staples at my house but what's kind of the staple at your house well all of it is that the right answer that is that's a great answer (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, hard to go wrong yes so a couple of things I really like, I, man, I enjoy a good steak. And, uh, whenever I go to a steakhouse and I order it, I'm always feeling, eh, I could make that better or yeah. I mean, not all the time, but yeah. 
So I really, and that's one thing that you can truly do with a camp chef and immediately is reverse sear. And the reverse sear method with a steak, in my opinion, is like one of the best, if not the best. And uh, I take a big thick cut ribeye because that's what I like. Or if we're going to talk wild game, I take a whole loin, like a backstrap. I, I just like an eight inch backstrap. Yeah. Like the full loin roast style rather than cutting it into steaks. I keep it whole. And I smoke that to right about 100 degrees. So I'll put the smoker on low smoke, which is like 175 to to 200 um, and put a smoke setting 10 because I really want to get a smoke flavor in there. Um, and I will, I'll do that till it hits about 100 to 105 degrees internal temperature on the meat. Next to the sidekick, I've got butter, rosemary, garlic, and a little thyme in a hot cast iron skillet or on the hot flat top. And I throw that, that thing's cranked up. The butter's just browning. And I throw it in there and I put a nice sear on it for about two minutes on each side. Not quite two minutes, a little more. I mean, you just go by fill. And that's going to finish that steak off to about 120, 125, which is a little less than medium rare, but that's, that's really what I like. So I love it. That's, that's one of my favorites. Um, I love a good smash burger. Oh, um, now you're talking. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, sure i any any hamburger i'll eat and i'll enjoy and uh that's fine but if i'm gonna do like a favorite burger i'm taking any type of ground meat whether it be wild game or domestic animal and i'm gonna make a nice quarter pound ball i'm gonna saute some onions with some good seasoning maybe a little brown sugar and butter in the onion then i'm gonna throw that ball in there and smash it all together and this is so crazy because I grew up on a dairy farm and the biggest slap in the face to a dairy farmer is when somebody pulls out that craft singles cheese, because that's not cheese. <laughs> for some odd reason, you, you can't use real cheese on a smash burger. You got to go with the craft singles. You that's got it. Hilarious. And I don't know why it is, but man, does that make it incredible? So smash burgers, a staple. We, we do that quite a bit. And then, uh, Man, we do a lot of stuff. I, I, we do a lot of fish. I, I love a, a good baked salmon. I, um, I do whole chickens a lot, and, and uh, smoking whole chickens is easy, and they're just so moist off the pellet grill, and they're so easy to do. So, yeah. those are some key. Those are some key things that I'd say that we do a lot of. I, I roast a lot of vegetables too. Mm. I just feel like if you take your pellet grill and turn the heat up to three fifty. I'm sorry. Three, what, what are those? Vegetables. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you hear me? Vegetables. So I, like. Uh, they grow this... in the ground. Some some of them are above ground. Oh, like rabbit food. Yes, yes. Got it. Okay. Here's the, here's the problem. I can tell that you're a huge veggie guy. <laughs> so to make you an even bigger veggie guy, start roasting them on your pellet grill. No. Yeah, carrots like that are oil, amazing. Olive oil, salt, pepper. Mm. Maybe you do some brown sugar and butter and some candied carrots, and you roast them in there. I, I, I joke. I, I think the only way that uh, I will eat vegetables is if they are cooked. Um, not a salad guy <laughs> at all. You know, I, 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 I love you. So what, what we did actually, what we did this last weekend too on the smoker is um, asparagus. Oh, Put some asparagus on there, a little bit of olive oil, uh, lemon pepper on top. Mm -hmm. And mm, yep. it was, it was delicious. Absolutely. And it, it yep. makes your pee smell funny. So you can't beat that either. <laughs> That's just fun. I, and you know, what's cool about it is you can, you can eat that. And before you're done chewing, your peas already changed <laughs> smells. 
Yes. I don't know. That's the craziest thing. I don't know what it is, but it's like within seconds. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. I'm like, doesn't it need to take like a couple hours? No, it's like seconds. Nope, that'll be me and my boys. Me and my boys will be, you know, my own, especially my my two boys. They're like, oh, we're having asparagus, and then they'll have a challenge. Is like the first one that needs to go smell their pee first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not weird. No, not at all. Not, not for a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. I think that's actually pretty normal. <laughs> Absolutely. I have an 18-year-old boy. So yes, I, I was there. He's already been I am through still that. there. I know I'm still it, it doesn't it doesn't end. Look at us. We're adults talking about our that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> at least Tim, I think we're adults. Who are we talking to when we got into the conversation of, of vegan food and we're like going all in on it? And all of a sudden you're like, why are we talking about this? We need to stop right now. What was it? Yeah. I, I forget who was, who was that. It was um oh gosh, like it was a- like maybe 15 podcasts ago, but I remember the conversation and I don't know how we got there. It was, it was somebody that, that I think went to a restaurant that was, it was like Utah, but it was Utah. It was some, it was, must've been Hoyt. Yeah. It, it must've someone who's in Utah. Cause we yeah. were talking about Utah restaurants. Cause I had been to Utah mm. for, and I went for a wedding in Alta. And, mm. and when I was there, we went to some restaurant to end up being like a no meat restaurant. I, you know, we're not even going to get into this again. Cause this is going to go down the right path again. <laughs> But camp shop is vegan friendly. If all you want to yes. do is vegetables, yes, right? absolutely. You know? Hey, we can cook shoe leather and make it taste good. That's hilarious. <laughs> Darn right. Um, talk to me. A, I'm going to change it up a little bit, but talk to me a little bit about flat top care. So your flat top cookers, some pointers in regards to you know from the initial I first purchase it, what should I do, and then an ongoing kind of maintenance thing. Flat tops are awesome. They're a staple of the camp chef. We have our big flat tops that go on your patio on wheels. We have our portable flat tops. It's like a great big event style grill. And then we have the flat top accessory that fits on the Pro 16 and Pro 14 that we've been talking about. All of our flat top griddles are ready to cook out of the box. So when you talk about going into, they're already true seasoned. They've been seasoned from our factory. So when you take it out of the box, you slap that sucker on the stove, you can start cooking right away. Um, obviously the more you cook on it, the better that it's going to be, and you're going to build that patina. So, um, you talk about flat top care. They also can be very temperamental. The good thing about it is if they do rust or you get lazy and don't take as good of care of it as you hoped you would, it's easily to restore. It's very easy to restore. Um, it's amazing what a little soap and or not, sorry, not soap, a little water and heat and a little of our cast iron conditioner and cast iron cleaner will do. So for example, if we just got done with, uh, with using the, the flat top, I'm gonna leave a little heat on it and um, I'm gonna take a scraper. We, we make a flat top scraper, but also our um, smaller spatula that comes in one of our knife sets and also comes in our flat top uh, accessory set is built, it's a really strong steel um, spatula, but it also is, doubles as an excellent scraper. So I'm going to scrape everything into the drip channel and get rid of all the, the food residue, all the oil, all the grease. I'm going to get everything off that. I'm going to wipe it down and then I'm going to keep some heat on it. I'm going to put water on it and try and get a little more uh, heat to it and put water on it and let water with the heat is going to help lift any food that's stuck. So I'm going to scrape it, do that, a little bit of water, then I'm going to dry it off and wipe it, shut the heat off while it's cooling down and while the still or the in that patina while the pores are still open from the heat i'm going to get a little bit of cast iron conditioner 
and I'm going to put a, like a about a quarter size dab on a rag per burner area section wise, if that gives you an idea, and just wipe that down. And uh, use a towel, not a paper towel. But the paper towel is probably going to stick and leave some paper towel fuzzies on your griddle. So, and, and that'll help what build the patina and then put like build a the layer patina. of uh, it's put like it's, oil basically to keep the moisture yeah, away. And yeah, it's going to keep the moisture away. It's going to protect it. It's it's going to uh, season it. It's just going to it's going to keep that seasoning and and just keep it in tip top shape. So don't put it in the dishwasher. Uh, um, do you have a dishwasher? <laughs> Do you have a dishwasher big enough to hold one of our flat top grills? <laughs> no, no, but I, I did have a buddy one time that put a cast iron in a dishwasher and I, I went yeah. over his house one day and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning it. I'm like, are you serious right now? What do you do? <laughs> well, the good news is I've got a number for your buddy to call where he can get help. Um, the, uh, the other good news is you can restore that. Yes. But I would, I wouldn't suggest putting it in the dishwasher and, I know there's some people that put a little soap and cast iron real light. Um, I, I know there's some people that diehards are like, don't ever put any soap in your cast iron. And some people are like, I use it all the time and it hasn't affected it. You just got to be careful or careful for stuff that's high in acid that's going to really eat that away. So um, I, our cast iron cleaner is as good as it gets when it comes to that. It's in well, palm oil base. So. But it's so if of, you need to scrub a cast iron, though, um, I have one of those like metal mesh chainmail. Yeah, yeah the, ch the chainmail scrubbers are great. If you've got if you like cooked something in a Dutch oven or on your griddle that is like not coming off real easy, you can take a chainmail scrubber and just really beat it up and scrape it down. Then the heat's going to help lift everything and a little bit of water, wipe it down. Like I said, season it as soon as you're done. Love it. Absolutely love it. Actually, one of my one of my um, other favorite recipes that I just popped in my head now that we're talking about the cast iron, and I did this one. It would have been for Thanksgiving last year, and it was uh, cast iron cornbread. So Ooh. I actually did it in the smoker, in in the pursuit. So I I took the cast iron, put it in there in the pursuit to get it nice and hot, right. Uh, I think it, I think it it was about 350 is what I was cooking it at. So I put the cast iron in there, took it out, put my mix in there, put it back in, and uh, cooked it inside the smoker. So it was a nice smoked cornbread, and you know low smoke, but cooking at about 350 degrees. It was I got so many compliments off of cooking that cornbread that way. It was absolutely amazing. That's what I love about pellets. I mean. If you want to grill, you can grill. If you want to smoke, you can smoke. If you want to treat it like an oven, you can treat it like an oven. Uh, it's really it, the way that it holds temperature and regulates the temperature and has that even temperature with it. I mean, you can do almost anything that you can fit in. Well, I've, I've baked in smokers for years and people are always like, yeah, but I don't like the smoky flavor. I'm like, well, you're really not going to get much of a smoky flavor when you're baking because you're baking at 350 and above i mean most of the right. stuff you're baking about 375 to 425 and it's just like when you're sitting around a fire with your buddies as soon as that fire starts to burn really low and there's not a lot of left flame left and it's just coals it's just smoldering and smoking and so that's what that pellet grill is doing when you're turning it on a low temp it's just smoldering and smoking and it's still putting out heat and that's where you're getting the, the smoke but if you want to bake and you're going hot and fast and high high heat that's just like when you put a whole bunch of pallets on a fire and light it there's not a lot of smoke 
it's just straight heat and yeah. so that's why you don't you, you get a little hint of it because your your heat source is wood of course but uh yeah so um yeah simple it's a it's a really um easy way in the summer to keep the heat out of the house in fact one year for thanksgiving my mother's uh her oven broke and luckily i was doing the turkey on the pellet grill but she goes i've got like four pies to bake what am i going to do and i said give them to me and i walked out and put them on on my dad's pellet grill and she's like what i don't want to smoke pie and they end up being some of the best pies yeah wow. it really so. does i mean it, it's so and it, i mean it works flawlessly like an oven right you set the temperature and it's going to hold that that's what its job is that it does its job very very well in that regard so i absolutely love it i I actually just recently um, too got into um, smoking cheese. So I do, I love to smoke cheese and I'll use the camp chef um, to do the smoked cheese. Now, um, not doing it with the, with the, with the smoker on, right? Because 150 is a little bit too high to do cheeses, but, uh, but I have a smoke tube and I take that smoke tube and I put all my cheese on the upper racks. I have a pursuit. So it has two racks, right? And I'll put my cheese on the upper rack. I got the smoke tube on the bottom rack. Let it roll for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes of smoke and uh, pull it off, wrap it up. Um, next day, I put it in, in uh, vacuum seal bags, let that sit for two weeks in my fridge. And I got smoked cheese for months. And it's just, I mean, I, it, it's just, it's such a cool thing to use. Like you never, I never thought about doing that before I had a smoker and now that you do, it's like, oh my, it just opens the world to so many different flavors and things that you can do. Absolutely. What about, what Absolutely. about, let's talk about pellets just for a minute. You guys have a vast variety of pellets and different flavors of the pellets. What do you, what is your favorite of these ones? Cause there's just so many to choose from. I'm just curious. I know you probably used every single one of them. So what has been your favorite on these pellets? The competition blends, one of my favorite. I, I really like that. And then I like the fruity stuff kind of goes with my personality so anything that's apple and cherry um i'm not a big mesquite guy i think it's a little too strong for me hickory is really good and then our charcoal pellets i i feel like those are those are really good flavors for your meats i wouldn't be baking with the with the charcoal pellets but if you if you want to do like pork and and ribs chicken brisket the charcoal pellets are are pretty dang good for that i just I noticed the this I, sorry tim real quick i just yeah. noticed and I didn't know this before. <clears throat> I just noticed it right now when I was looking at the website. If you're out there wondering what to use, like a flavor of these pellets, they actually have it right on their website. Like if it's for a cow or chicken, a pig, a fish, bread, or <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't even realize. So it kind of tells you like what it kind of goes with. So I always, I like apple a lot. So I didn't realize I always do it on my chicken, but I didn't realize that was actually proper. So there we go. So you got chicken, pig. There you go and some other stuff but that's cool so if you don't know and you're out there listening to this you can go on their website just to figure out which which flavor to use well, and, that, and that's actually a great point dave because what i was going to say is like i have a hard time other than hickory or i'm sorry not hickory other than mesquite really telling the difference between smoke flavors depending on what i like i i've cooked ribs on cherry i've cooked ribs on apple um i i found that like it's hard for it's hard for me at least to tell the difference between them flavor profile wise. Um, so that's actually really helpful to know what kind of smoke goes with, because me, I, I actually was probably using it wrong with the what, wrong type of meat, but um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's just one of the things I got into a debate with a buddy the other day 
about smoke choice, you know, palate choices in regards to flavor. And I'm like, I, I just don't see the difference most of the time for me. It, I think it's hard. I think the stronger woods when you get to mesquite, like you mentioned, um, yes. And I, you can really tell. And then our charcoal ones, you can really tell. Um, I do, I do like the consistency of the competition blend. No, yeah, and that's ever... what I use. Cause I, I'm just like, you know what, because I can't tell, I'm just yeah. going to use a, a, I'm just going to use a blend because then it doesn't matter. Right. You can use it with everything. <laughs> and one that people have used and it's tried and true, but this says it's made in the USA. Have you ever seen these be made or no? So, um, we actually own the factory that makes them. Wow. Um, and it's, uh, and no, I have not been there. I was just curious. It so, looks like it's spaghetti. Like they jam it through like a hole or something. It's tiny. I know. I know it's compressed with moisture and air and there's no oils, no oils, no chemicals, wow. um, no binders. It's 100% hardwood. Um, That's so yeah, cool. there's nothing toxic that goes into them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's compression and moisture that creates, uh, the pellet. Yeah, that's really cool. Good deal. Um, so the last thing I, well, last thing that I was thinking about anyway is the, I was going to ask you about maintenance on pellet grills, but I remember you said, and, and this is one of the things I love about my pursuit is how easy your cleanup is, right? Um, one thing that I think by far, when you're, when you're comparing pellet grills over different companies that you guys have above a lot of other companies is your clean out on the, at least on the pursuit. So that that's the one that I have, but the fact that I can literally pull a knob, clean out my ashtray, close it and roll again. And that's super important I, to me, especially from a portability standpoint, right? I don't want to be moving around my, 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 my grill, if the ash is going to be all inside, getting all over the place and all that kind of stuff. So for me to be able to empty that ash out by the pull of the lever, the dump of your ash cup underneath of it is a huge benefit to your smokers. And I, I just wanted to point that out, but outside of that, and I want you to talk about that a little bit because I, maybe I didn't describe it the, the, the perfect way. Um, but what other type of types of maintenance things would you want to do with a pellet smoker? No, you did a great job. Um, okay, so when you're talking pellet grills, there's two byproducts that you're going to... One is ash and one is grease. And so when you're talking about maintenance and cleaning it, um, we've got to clean the ash and we've got to clean the grease. So let's talk ash for a minute. So um, in order for your um, pellet grill to burn as clean as possible and help regulate the most perfect temp, you probably want to have a clean fire. And so you probably don't want to get in through all the grates and grab a shop back and suck out that burn pot all the time. And that's why we instituted our, our uh, ash cleanout, where you simply pull a lever, drops down, and you're good to go. Now, that being said, the byproduct of uh, fire is ash, and ash is still going to get out of the burn cup because there is a a fan going that is helping feed the, or, you know, fuel the fire, so to speak, excuse me, and, uh, and keep it burning correctly to regulate temp. And so you are going to get some ash in the barrel, in the drum of the smoker, because it's going to come out, it's going to hit the heat diffuser plate and it's just going to fall to the side. 
So, you, you know, maybe once a year, you're going to have to pull the guts out and chop back the, the side to maintain it and keep it clean if you don't want that ash floating all around the barrel. But as far as burning clean and keeping a lot less ash out, that's that's a really cool feature we have. Um, another cool. another key thing um, to, uh, to clean and maintain is grease. Some people don't like to clean their grease tray. Some people wrap their grease tray in foil so they can just take out the foil every two months or three months and rewrap it so it keeps the grease tray clean. Um, I've heard all kinds of things where, well, it's seasoned, it's, it's just flavor and smoke. Um, I like to work with a clean one, so I'll clean my, my grease tray as regular as I can. You know, every, you know, maybe six to 10 cooks, I'll, I'll pull the grease tray out and wipe it down. Um, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's not a must, but I think it, it does just make it look cleaner and nicer. Um, and then also dumping the grease bucket is another uh, maintenance thing where the grease management system goes into the trough, the trough runs the grease into the bucket. And the cool thing is, is we've got liners that fit in our bucket. So all you have to do is pull the liner out, throw the liner away, put a new liner in, and you're not taking a spoon or a knife or a hose or spatula or whatever you have and digging grease out of the bucket. Yeah, it, it, a, it, those liners, I mean, I use them all the time. It's it's so it's so easy. If you don't use a liner, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, because it's friend. literally just a bucket, right? That's catching it. So you're going to throw it out yeah. anyway. I have a really good friend that's got a pet pig. And he's like, send me more liners because if I don't tear them out, um, or can you, how can I buy more liners? Because if I don't take them out, my, my pet pig just gets in there and just hammers the grease. Yeah, no, that's a great point. <laughs> great point. Yeah, so. Well, and, and not just not just pet pig. Um, my dog will do yeah. that because you know I'll have and, it on my back deck, and he'll go over there, and you know it's it's not going to harm him by any means. But I also don't want him getting into the crease, you know. So yeah, and you and know. your kids. You said you yeah. have a twelve and fourteen year old. They're probably out there on the picnic. Table oh, they'll be putting rainbow ra rainbow yeah, paints like, on. Yeah, for sure. Spoon, you know, <laughs> spoonful eating it like ice cream. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, um, I'm going to have to start doing that foil tip that you told me though, because I, I, I am that guy that I have not cleaned it out. Right. And so maybe I'll go like a week in between smokes that I'm doing. And, and I, th this happened to me one time where I did a, uh, a brisket, just the flats, but I did a brisket turned out phenomenal, shut it all down, you know, went inside, we ate it, week goes by. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cook some burgers on this thing tonight, right? So hit the temperature, throw it up to, I think I put it up to about 425 or so on the thing. And uh, because I didn't clean it out, right at about 400, it hits the perfect temperature where it likes to light all the leftover grease that was on the tray on fire. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that. So, you know, I, I shut it down and there was no way I opened the top and shut it down. No issues, didn't hurt the machine or anything like that. Uh, but I'm going to have to use that, that foil trick there because I think that'll, that'll at least remind me that I need to clean it out because I'm so excited to eat the food. I forget to go back an hour later and start cleaning it out. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's just a small problem. You're fine. <laughs> just a little, just a little, not too bad. Not too yeah, bad. You're fine. It's still cooking. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Flame broil is what we called it. So yeah, if somebody you know, complains of and if somebody complains about your smoker being dirty, tell them to go eat food somewhere else. That's right. Well, that's the first rule at camp is you complain about it. Give them the grease. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give, give them a spoon in the grease bucket. Yeah. Spoon <laughs> like, like ice cream. Um, so when people use 
when people buy a smoker, so this, I, I was looking at this because I was trying to figure out the differences, but like, when do they go to the, the pellet style? Not, I shouldn't say pellet. That's the wrong word. When do they go to this? You guys call it the woodwind style, I guess, compared to the vertical, I guess is what I'm trying to get to. So is a vertical used more for like hanging sausages and stuff? Like what, what why would someone want a vertical compared to like the, the horizontal one? So the, the woodwind or our standard pellet grills are more of a grill. They can get to hotter temperatures. Um, they'll get to a higher temperature. Um, the vertical smoker, our XXL, is a true smoker, and it, it maxes out at 350. And Got it can it. go a little, the, the way the double wall door works on that, it can hold heat a little better at a lower temp, the way it's designed. And it's, you know, it's just a, it's just a different way to cook. I mean, people will get the XXL. That's the vertical one that are doing, like you said, they might be hanging sausages or they might be doing pork butts for lots of people all the time. Maybe they have a little catering company and they're smoking pulled pork, you know, yeah. three times, three times a week. And they have to do 10 to 12 butts at a time. So before, before I knew you guys, and before I started working with you guys many years ago, I, someone bought me a smoker and it was a vertical uh, propane type. And so I had never known I never known that there was such a thing as an electric smoker. Like I never even heard of that. And then Tim told me about it uh, again, before we even knew camp chef, he told me, he's like, Oh, what are you talking about? Like he's an electric smoker. I'm like, what are you talking about? What the hell's an electric smoker? Like it's propane, man. What do you mean? And then now it's like, well, then after all this, like all the learning over these past few years of, of camp chef and all this stuff, it's like, wow. Like, how smart is that? Like no propane. Like that was the one thing I know you guys offer propane, but like when I was doing the propane, like I was just like, man, it's such a hassle. I'd like burn this fire and get this pot. It just, it felt like this. Now I just love it. Like I just throw in, I throw in those pellets and I'm like rocking simple, fast, you know, that was the, the whole idea behind pellet grills when they were born was the set it and forget it type uh, mentality. It just, you know, you avoid babysitting the grill. Yeah. So there's, and not that we want you to forget it for amateurs. Only, it works. Yeah, You know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, people that are not, that are intimidated by smoking or think that they can never do it. You hand them a pellet grill. They can do it just easy, just as easy. You know, they, they yeah. can, uh, it's, it's easy to do. Well, I I, like I'm going to, I'm going to say it's, it's set it, forget it. Yes. But you are, absolutely not losing any flavor at all no. And, no. and i would say you're arguably getting more flavor and better end results because it's regulated more it's regulated easier right um yeah i think back i got a buddy of mine that he won't do anything but a, a traditional wood and, and i'm talking manual load start it with some charcoals and then he's feeding it wood type of smoker right I say, you know, that's the same conversation we have in the under, in the hunting industry of guys that'll like knock somebody for shooting a compound or a crossbow because all they <laughs> shoot is traditional. The end result's the same. Yeah. You know, so it in and I love it. So I had an elect I, I had an electric, I tried the manual, hated it. You had to sit there for six, seven hours, you know, monitor the temperature. I did the I did the electric, good. Um, but you're limited in, in what you can really do, even with that from a smoke flavor profile perspective and then once i went pellet never going back absolutely yeah, never yeah. going back agreed agreed so, and the fact stories. that there's a, there's a lot of people that have stories like tim's yeah <laughs> well it's an escalation right it's a learning process yeah. 
you start with the you start with the easy cheap route and all that kind of stuff and you know you can pick up a, a, a canister smoker that you feed with wood yourself for like 60 bucks right so yeah sure why not i'll give it a go and you like the flavor but you don't like the work and then you just start to you know start to evolve from there so but i love i love the fact um that dave loves to do it i mean in all honesty dave i mean just the the i the stuff that we share recipe wise and we go back and forth in regards to what we're cooking, we get excited about hunt camp just to talk about the menu. Right. And, <laughs> and just to talk about what we're going to cook and what we're going to eat, because it, it's just so fun. Plus you kill a deer or something. You can go put that steak right on it. Like that Got day. It. Like, I mean, it doesn't get fresher than that. Like you can, that's what I was going to suggest. I know we didn't talk a lot about hunting today in this episode, but I do want to say that like for backpackers, people go out in the field there are things camp chef has that'll work for you in your camp. And that's the thing. They have a single burners that are like still going to be that, you know, grill you need in the field to cook proper foods and nice, you know, and that's what I love about it. There's super small things. And then there's full size pellet grills, you know, I mean, it's just amazing the different variety you guys have. And, and the portability to me is critical, right? Like a good example of this is uh, Kevin. So Kevin, my father-in-law, so he, he had had this huge camper. Okay. So you had a huge RV, one of those like 36 foot RVs, beautiful. I'd like the bus front end, you know? And so he had a camp chef in there. No problem. I think it was a Tahoe. And now he actually downgraded to the smaller 26 foot RV class C, I believe Tim, is that right? With the front end, with a truck. And now he needs, he needs like the portable, like the smaller ones you guys have the portable ones, like the Rainer and like that type of one that can fit in there. Uh, and he just, he just, we, we just gave him the Rainer too. And he was pumped because it fit perfectly like into his little cabinet, you know? So having those varieties in size differences are so critical. I think to the, to your clients really, or customer, customer base that, cause it gives, it fits everybody. And that's what I love about it. It's not just a simple, Hey, this is only for honey. No, it's not for, obviously it's not just for honey, but there's, it can fit so many different cycles of things and people. And it's just pretty impressive really. I feel, yeah. feel like we've gone full circle, you know, just in regards to you guys cover everything, right? We started with that and, and Brooks, I, I know you have to go. I, I feel like honestly that we could spend another six hours talking about camp chef related stuff, right? Whether that's recipes, your products, hunting, how that all fits in. And uh, we're, we're, you know, we're happy to have you as a partner, man. I, I can't speak, you know, highly enough about you and you guys and your company and what you guys do and the product line that you have. So all I can say is keep it coming, man. Cause I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We, we appreciate people like you guys that uh, are our users and that uh, love the brand and, pe and preach the brand. I was going to say next time we do this, we should actually do it over some grills. So then we yeah. can like videotape recipes and, and have a multi-conversation using phones. Not a bad idea. You get a chance to go out and get yeah. some, uh, we can all cook and Tim and I can barbecue something up over here. You know, all that. I'll do the vegetables. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Don't kid us, Tim. You got that right. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. Check out Camp Chef online. You can check out all their great pellet grills, regular grills, everything. They got everything. So it's, 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 it's that simple. So just check it out and let us know what you think. Comment below. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you've ever tried a Camp Chef product and your thoughts on it, 
And if you want to, we would love it if you guys shared some recipes with us um, and back and forth. We think it'd be great. So thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, Brooks. Appreciate it, man. And we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. As usual, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Your support is so appreciated. If you love archery and bow hunting, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media as we have a lot more great content to share. We'll see you soon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.